0: The Wexford Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans, check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union, local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Catch, touch and bang are as a fantastic coach, and um, some really, really exciting uh, young players coming through. Um, so there's an awful lot to be uh, excited about, and i really fun. I listen to Dancing at the Crossroads there about three or four times a week in the car on the way down. Just <laughs> <laughs> County's like the party, uh, as we well know. Then we had Billy Byrne, who was going to come in to be the game changer. We to put a high ball in from the middle of the field, and Billy Byrne's job was to catch, touch, and bang. Catch, touch your back. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air, and then hit it.
1: Most importantly, I'd
0: like to thank
2: you, to people of Wexford, who stuck with us through take and take. All right, Wexford!
0: Hello, and welcome to the Wexford Hurling Podcast. Wexford wrapped up their fairly disappointing league over the weekend, with a fairly disappointing loss to Limerick. But... I don't think we picked up any more injuries, Ben, so that's a positive. You have to take the positives when they come. (laughs) Uh, But we do have some good news for our listeners, don't we, Ben? Of course. Our guests on today's pod are two very good storytellers with some very funny stories to tell. Myself and Ben stayed quiet and let them at it. Here's Limerick's two-time All-Star goalkeeper Joe Quaid and Wexford's super-sub sensation Billy Byrne.
1: I've 27 years now I'm building up to this to get my <laughs> chance at a Wexford programme. Like the, program. <laughs> 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 oh, the, of, the Dempsey you now and George and them lads that want right to buckle up.
2: <laughs> I, said, I said you're a good one to talk. I remember when I started back in 83, 84, there was a few cars, a Brian Carl, and a Jimmy Carl, and a Mossy carol. Yeah. I, I, I often thought I'd done something again. That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> And Jimmy, Jimmy
1: wasn't Jimmy wasn't too bad the other two were two lunatics <laughs> Brian a Brian was lunatic oh dear yeah. he was so didn't I find the deal. bomber from nothing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I played on him in the league finally in 84 that's the truth I was after playing I remember playing on Joe Hennessy you know Hennessy you know yeah. like, Hennessy he'd, he'd be talking about it. he'd nearly invite Jim in for a cup of tea lovely lad like you know really nice lad playing the game and we, that was the I think that was the last thing we qualified for the, the quarter final again Offley and I ended up on Liam Curns, who was really a six symbol in Offley and possibly everywhere else. <laughs> and we just we go over them and we played Cork and it was on John Fenton. And he just shook me hand and said something I couldn't understand with the Cork language what I was saying, but it sounded good anyway, you know. And then in the final, Brian Carl and we hand out Jake Hansy. No shake hands. And he says to me, I'm going to take that fucking earring out of your ear, right? I didn't even <laughs> give you an ear at the time. I and mean, they were saying, cheers, that's a bit over the top, like, you know. <laughs> actually, we bet the shite one another night and we got one stroke of the ball. That's the truth. Best. I think it was 3-14 three, three to 1-9 or something. Oh, he I, think, us I think, think I was actually
1: at it, would you believe?
2: Yeah. John McKenna scored two goals. He was full forward. Yeah. The on, on of, that, that
1: won, they won the league in 84 and 85, I think.
2: But no, I mean, we met him in '85, and I was on Brian Carl in '84, 80, and I was on Jimmy Carl in '85, and I tell you the truth, Brian Carl was a teddy bear to this left boy. Yes, this left was he was centre back, and I was centre forward. The only oh, time Mossy. I ever got booked was Marcy. Yes, okay. he was a scalding man. Yeah. The only time I ever got booked in in the game of Harlem, <laughs> he got booked, and I got booked. That's the truth. Yes, that was did some games? Did that you ever come thing.
1: across my my clubmate, John Flanagan? He was some operator centre forward. Centre <laughs> forward, but had, had I tell you, to have, Kelly got
2: man at a match in the league final. Yeah, he scored nine points. Was he a spring champion in Ireland or something at the time? He was on John Connor. I think he was. Yeah. But well, he was down at the match last last Sunday, and I was in that. You know, Jetland Shopping yes. Centre and Limerick lad, those two Limerick lads talking, and they're on about some lad on on the Limerick team. And if he doesn't go well today, like this is the third chance he's got. black And I said, "Sure, if you don't want them, we'll take them." I was just sort of making yeah. a conversation with him. <laughs> and I got talking to the two of them for a minute, and one lad had to go off. And the other lad says to me, "Do you know who that was there?" I said, "I don't. Who was it?" He said, "That was Paddy Kelly." Oh Jesus! As I, he he destroyed us in '84. He was a he was a very very slick hurler. Now I think he oh, scored nine points. Oh, he was, yeah. But um, oh jazz, that was my introduction to Limerick. I got more stitches out of Limerick, I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> In fairness, that, that had a fairly cheek, I think Leonard Enright was
1: full back that year. Oh yeah. I think that uh, would have been one. Was, Leonard passed away there about two years ago, but that's right. He is yeah. a story about him, Tommy Casey, who drove McMackie. He drove my father, he drove me, he drove Leonard Enright. He, he used to collect leads from all over the county, but he was called for in-right by all accounts on the day of a match. No matter what was, whatever kind of match it was, an in-right had come out with the, the boots, the socks in one boot, the togs in the other boot, and the helmet. He always wore a, a, right, a yeah. gold helmet. Yeah. And uh, he'd get into the car, no holiday. Uh, this could be a month final now. no. <laughs> he'd drive round Tommy Casey'd be going down the road and in right to tell him pull into some house. And he'd go in and he'd bring out a holly, And he'd hold with that. And after <laughs> the match he'd give away the holly. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah. was, was a fair rubber air. He was a good fullback, though, wasn't he? I remember he was towards the end of his career. No, I was shoving on. I was only 14, 15, I'd say playing the goals for the club. And we played Patrick's well one night. And he hit a penalty, and I I class myself as having good reflexes. He hit the crossbar and landed outside in the forty-five. Yeah, Jezu was a I, massive. I man. didn't even move.
2: Well, <laughs> he wasn't. Well, he wasn't like he. He was a hurler. Like he wasn't just a, a stopper, and he was a, series oh, or no, a serious hurler. Serious oh, God, Oh, was good. Now that's that's why that was my introduction out the hurling.
1: And, and didn't write, he was actually a sub goalie in '73 by all accounts. Was he? Yeah. anyway
2: Jez times have moved on now you're lapping up now in fairness uh, sure listen we went through enough years of misery we'll oh yeah <laughs> oh Jez as suppose, you know you, you look back on it and you think we've well, we done this and we've done that and so we would have been the same unless there was no back door at the time really no but, uh, you know it, it is it boils down to probably the professionalism of the lads at the top really to bring it through but that I'd say that that Limerick team been coming through since Going back 12 years ago is when
1: it probably would have started with a lot of them, wouldn't it? I, I would have had, out of the 18 team that won, I had nine lads from 14s, 15s and 16s under development squads. We won the All-Ireland 16s in 2012. We beat Galway by 320 to 8 points. And eight of that panel ended up getting All-Ireland medals. Out of one bunch, one age group. In fair they, they were tutored very, very well on on, on every aspect of it. You know, like, they were- we, we started them off in the gym at 14, but it was only in just doing technique. Yeah. They weren't lifting weights, or, they didn't lift weights until they were 18, 19. But we had them in and they were using brush handles and getting their technique right and everything. And it, it has paid off, like the size of them. They're just... Not only are they big and bulky now, but they, they can move as well. Yeah, well, it's, it's muscle with him.
2: Just see Corey Dunbar who would be a good little hurler from Fernizer. He was standing, he was coming on the other
1: day alongside Tom Marcy. He yeah. said Tom Marcy <laughs> is well built now. I actually met him today. I, I, I had a cup of coffee with his father today and he was coming out uh, of the place I met him. And uh, Jesus Christ, the size of him. Would you believe I played him in goals at under 14, level? Well, I tell you,
2: the crowd, the limit crowd, absolutely love him. Yeah. And he finally got a great cheer and next minute he gets a pint and I just love him in fairness. But he, he has that thing that you'd have to like about
1: him, you know, just great style. He just he just gets on about his business. There's no there's no fuss about him. They're, they're, all, all, they're all the same. They're all very level-headed on that team though, in fairness to him now, I think. And, and, they are, look, and, and to be fair, look, I know there's a bit of bad press out there, but as you know, you're out trying to have a personal life and the goading and things you get. its And it, and it's worse nowadays because like, we often say if there was camera phones in our day, Billy, we, a lot of us would be in jail now.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: well, it is a it is. well, Larry, you
1: would definitely be in jail. <laughs> I don't
2: know if it'll last to get to jail, tell you the truth. it's going to be all but no, you're 100% right. I mean, back in the 80s, you wouldn't, there was hardly a
1: phone. Like, no. even, like, even to have a house phone, it was a, exactly. it was a privilege, you know. Now there's, a look, I, I describe it, I think, the best way. In you know, that was our hobby. Yeah. It's now their life. Oh, it is 100%. As
2: a 20, it's nearly a 24 hour seven job. was
1: young for is on the 20s panel tomorrow night now um, with Limerick. They're playing down in Fryer Field. And he, just before he command this, he sent a text of the nutrition from today up until basically after the match tomorrow night.
2: But that's the way it's the way it's gone, but you'd have to say, probably universities have a big plane, especially down in the Limerick. We say all along the west coast now at the minute. There's no power house as regards the university
1: on the east coast. you right around UCC, UL, up to Galway. And you look, I, I, the guess part about it is, my Young Flavs had the freshers, I think there was, there was only three Limerick lads in it. Yeah. Even, even this well, year, it
2: wasn't as many on, on the UL team either. Like, there was a yeah. lot of tip lads on it, a lot of, well, there were even Waterford, Tipperary, I think there was Mike, I mean Kilkenny and Clare, and yeah. then Limerick, had one. The Limerick wouldn't have had a big amount on it.
1: No, but you are look, really we, we are trying to do our best to promote Holland in the weaker counties, like,
2: <laughs> yeah when, when he's going up to us <laughs>
1: <laughs> we like to give the old tip and clear lads and old, and old run out I tell you that would be fair Munster final there this year uh, the Munster championship is just mental like it's as, good, a- as good and all as Limerick out if they get out the of Munster I'd back them for an All-Ireland but I wouldn't be putting my house and they get out the of Munster anything can happen like yeah, tipped, your man Kyle has tipped coming
2: back a bit now. You don't know what's going to happen with Davey, tipping, whether they're going to explode, or explode in a good way or in a bad way with Davey. And Cork, I still think tar, Cork are a running team. I don't think that they'll, maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but I think they have Claire in the first game in Ennis, is it?
1: Yeah, and sure that's that's a cauldron.
2: <laughs> oh, by Jazz, it is. It's not, not an easy place to go to get any sort of result, you know? No, definitely I, not. Like, that's why I think that the, like, the, the winners of the All Ireland is going to come from Munster. I don't think Lancer are in. Kenny will be the team to be in Leinster, but I still think that they're not as strong. Munster Horland is way ahead of it. hurling. like,
1: like Wexford, to me, they're going back. to Dublin or gone way back. Dublin just don't seem to be driving on. It'd be they're interesting all... to see if, if Donohoe does that and wait but I don't know whether he will or not
2: either. You know, and we haven't. We have him in Parnell Park. That's probably decide whether we go through or not, to be honest with yeah. you. That one, you know. Galway, if Galway in the first game, which would be a tough enough one, though, pressure on Henry, but I think he'd, he'd respond. In saying that, if we got all our players back, that are injured, which is not a possibility at the minute, I think we test on him in, in length, of the book. that's it. We wouldn't be, we wouldn't be going any further. So I met, I
1: met and last year after West, the Westmead match. It was just... It was, the Friday, actually, I met him in Limerick. And I said, what in the name of Christ happened to you last week? I stopped. he said, we're just, we're flying at a trend. He said, he said, it wouldn't surprise me if they went out tomorrow and bake guinea. And you did. That's, <laughs> and that's, but that's, that's what they're capable of doing. If they play a little bit more direct, Harlem,
2: but they got a lesson in, in, in physicality last week again, Limerick. If there's any time to run into a Limerick man. Like I was just saying, Rory O'Connor earned seven frees, but they had him playing between back line and the half back line. And he went about running up the field every time and he was pinned back. Now he won not several freeze, but I'd say he was the sorest man coming out of Limerick glass yeah. on the evening.
1: That physicality you know, the is unbelievable. Oh,
2: very, very, very very much so. People like me and you on the physicality end of it, you know.
1: Yeah, but well, we couldn't run.
2: <laughs> that was I <laughs> we depended on our skill Joe
1: yeah, absolutely they <laughs> don't do that anymore it <laughs> is like a fellow one time that he said to me a goal went in he said why didn't you block that I said that's what the fucking net is there for <laughs> <laughs> Why year did you start with him Joe I was a soap to Tommy for three years I went in in 91 yeah, Tommy was there a long time, wasn't he? Eighteen years done. So yeah, at that stage.
0: And how about your young lad, Joe? Is he, where does he play? Uh,
1: where do you think? <laughs> Natural barn of forward.
0: Yeah. Did it, did it <laughs> <laughs> so
1: is, is he the successor then? Dash. Oh look, he's a sub and the under twenties at the moment. He's he's he'll be turning nineteen now one May. Look, he has the commitment. He has the interest. Nick,
0: Nicky has a few years yet, sure he, he, he'll, he'll have it ready for him when your son is ready yeah but look to be fair there's a
1: lot of good goalies coming up in them So there is. Um, is there yeah. is I'm,
0: pre- I'm pretty sure you need to you need to be quaid, though don't you
1: <laughs> it's, it's coming here. it's harder as a acquainted to get out of goals than get into goals <laughs> <laughs> like just when you think of it like it's since 1976 wow There are a few years it's been like, a quaint quaid and goals like there's go like, that day that I, I said it tonight I like that out of one set of twins which will be my father and Nicky's grandfather, either them, their sons, or their grandsons played for Limerick in every decade since the 50s. Jesus fair going Harry. Do you know no, no
0: pressure for your young lad then.
1: Uh he got I'll put it like this, though. He got under a bit of pressure there, I think, when he was about 15. And uh, I'd say he, he found the Quaid name a bit of pressure. Yeah. But I have a funny feeling it coincided as well with him doing his junior set and doing fuck all for it. i was looking <laughs> for the sympathy, vote. <laughs> <of what. laughs> and so all us good horrors. Really? We never, we never
2: concentrate
0: on the juniors. <laughs> no. <laughs> the juniors are, that, that might as well be the league.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, never, we never really, remember. we're never mad about the league. <laughs> no, no the, the, the league, ye, ye, Gary, you lads are even too young to remember this, but <laughs> Billy myself remember it. The, the league now is not even junior such, It's just gone back to the, the groups. Hey, yeah, <laughs> is, it is, isn't it?
2: But the problem with me, Joe, was I didn't get on great in the Championship beta <laughs> Hey, you, you, you
1: have my medal below there, haven't you? <laughs> I am, but I'm holding on to it as well. You're getting up <laughs> down there now. I <laughs> know, good times, though. Good times. But they're the friends you'd make out of. I remember nights going down, I think the night of the gold charity match. We played below, he stayed below with Tom Dempsey in the house. Know, yeah, yes. Uh, and I, I know I, you, made,
2: you made brilliant friends, I would have to say. No.
1: I remember no, the I following don't... day we went to Kilmockridge.
2: We went to and, the all this, uh,
1: yeah. And I think the cup was going to Olot that night. And uh, I think someone came in from, from Buffers Alley anyway and uh, said, you're not going down there, you're not going down to them. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I'm yeah, after losing the Island, and I'm going. They're up here whinging about where they're going. Club rivalry and this and uh, I'd actually my car left in Olot, and yeah, so um, you had to go.
2: I had to go, so,
1: and Dempsey had to take me because he was driving. So I remember we got out of the car, and he says, "Watch this," and I said, "What?" He said, "Just watch this," and a lot of people from all o- Bypassed him and came up and asked me for my autograph. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he turned around to me and he says, "No, no, you know, I I was told not to come down here." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jay, no, was all right, I was over rivalry between him.
2: It used to be, we used to travel in together, like with Liam Dunn, Liam when he came on, and Liam had a brother, Tomas, who was just looking mad in the head like <laughs> Tomas, but there was some rivalry between the Buffalo Alley lads and, and the Outer lads at that time, but i uh, just tell you, that's, that, that's the way it was, but when they came together for weeks, we're now in fairness, they did.
1: Oh, they did unbelievable. I, I remember asking Tom, I said, was Liam Dunn given the instruction to break Kirby's finger? And Tom said, No.
2: There was no need to give a tip. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jez was done something else. It was like a sword in his hand. The, the he, he was uh, he was very skillful as well. Now you know, but boy, if the, if he needed a job done, he had great pride in in the in the
1: team that he played with. Unbelievable. I could never figure out, and no disrespect now, and I'm not being fucking smoker anything about this, but we were after coming to an unbelievable monster Championship. We were right. primed for you, and everything was going our way, and we couldn't get over the line. Just and, couldn't get over it. And I couldn't figure out why. Oh, I couldn't figure out how you beat us, how we weren't right to win that. Yeah. And then I saw Liam Griffin's a Gale. And yeah. it, all, it all made sense. Griffin God, had he, Griffin he, had you right. He had, and like I'd say, we
2: were lucky that we got Griffin because we were probably as a, as an individuals we were probably better in the early nineties where we would have yeah. won last in last league finals and last Leinster finals. But it was him; it was the, his professionalism that really, really like. Christy, I would have been, the first year I came in, Christy Kyo would have been manager over me, and Christy was manager for a few years, and if you were to win anything for anyone, you'd have tried to win it for Christy. He, yeah. His love of Harlem was something else, but uh, Griffin, was he was so professional in everything he'd done. Was, he didn't leave any stone unturned. you know. And he, he worked on, like we were always, we were a good team. We were always getting bit by a pint or two pints, and he changed that from getting bit by a pint and two pints by winning by a point or two points yes. and it is it's a line that's hard to cross but he was able to cross that line and that was probably the difference now he
1: had you know Yeah, I remember getting up after his Leicester gale that night and I said no I get it <laughs> Jesus those lads rang me and when he, done, he done a
2: talk I think the Saturday before before we played just, I think they, there was a, there was a, something on that Saturday and he was on it they were going over come rain and then they are going over him and he was he was talking about, you know, what Wakesford meant to him. But I, I got two phone calls. There was a lad from Ireland and he rang me and he was actually crying on the phone. And he says, I know, Andy, he says, I am going back to Wakesford to get buried anyway. He was. He just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he had that. He had he, great charisma about him, you know. Yeah, and and he, he respected everyone. He was too footing but he respected him, you
1: know. You knew how you stood with him. Yeah, but a, he, I, I suppose he was the first, to me, he was probably one of the first sports psychologists that was yeah. up there. like, you look at when we were growing up and up until, okay, up until 2018, we'd say Croke Park was our graveyard. Yeah. And, and you you look at them now, it's
2: their playground. It's a player. And it's a small, it's all to do with the mind more so than the yeah. ability, you know, a hundred percent. And he got, he was, he was talking to, he got involved with them um, and not involved, but he got in contact with the guy who was training the English hockey team that had either won the Olympics. And this is where he got all this information out. like he left no stone on turn left. He done things that you just you'd say to yourself, why was he doing it? But all just needed that little that little bit of professionalism. And that's Limerick are very, very much in the head thing. But a man from that was over that that hockey team said, your fitness basically is really is about forty percent physical. With a sixty percent mental, mental when it really yeah. comes to it, you know, and, and he said because the head really drives, the head drives the rest of your body at the end of it, you know, and he, oh, he was he was very screwed that way, very good now, you know, I have to say we were lucky to get him now because he sort of got the best we were in the agent team
1: and he sort of got the best those I have to say. Big yeah, time. Oh. yeah,
0: you
1: you were probably you were probably better going back to ninety three. Long there, yeah,
2: we just couldn't cross that line, you know, we. Just yeah difference also as we five minutes to go we were waiting for the final whistle but when he came along with five minutes to go we knew we were going to win which is a yes. big, which is the, you're not waiting for the whistle you want the game to go on and go on and go on because you knew you were going to win it whereas before in in the late 80s early 90s you're you're hoping that the final whistle was going to come and you're winning with three points and once you start hoping you forget about hurling, and that's yeah. that's basically where our definitely our Achilles heel at that time was was a mental thing, it wasn't a physical thing, you know. Oh, you, were, you were lucky you got him. Oh, geez, he's really lucky, but um, I'm very thankful for him because I still felt when he came in that we were going to do something, you know. I, as I say, I was one of managers before and good managers, and that, but you still they didn't get us across that line. And when I say they didn't, we didn't get ourselves across the line because of the of our mental. Probably mind or mind end of it more so than a physical end of it. But when he did come in, he just changed that small, it's a very small little thin line. But once you get across it, it's just believing in yourself. And and he was able to do that. And he, from, I'd say, from everyone on the panel, the way he spoke and the way he done it, and he had good men with him as well, his background team that he brought in, and everyone he brought in, you know, Neve, his Patrick, the, the, the psychologist, yeah. Jason was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. You know, as I say, it was a great time for us, and we're, we're sort of we're looking for some more than Liam Griffiths at the minute now. You know, we've a lot of work to do as the guys trying to get back up the ladder to where even to can, you know, come close to any of the monster teams at the minute. I don't think the we...
1: thing about it was the years that I was with with uh, Lynch's group and um, Galland, that bunch of young lads. We used to play Wexford on a regular basis now and challenges and that. Yes, yeah. they were bloody good teams. I remember we went down and played Anthony Daly was involved with just
2: there for a while with the underage structure. Yeah. He we went down and we would have played Kyle Hayes' team. Yes. Down in Ennis Road and they come up and played us. And I think we might have won one a day, but there was nothing in it between us. Nothing in it. But like the I don't know. I think there were three or four came off of that team on Hayes' team that are in there now. Ooh, who would have come off of that?
1: No, it would have been the team above with that. We would have had Sean. Out oh, of team I had, I the cotton team Sean Finn, Barry yeah. Nash, half back line, no, you would have Keen Inch, Gillan, Tom Morrissey. Yes, um, do know they all came off? And, and the gasp part the it was I played Tom Morrissey in goals at fourteen, and Barry Nash in goals at fifteen. 15. <laughs>
2: She made hurlers of them. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I always said all, all the best hurlers always played
2: in goals. And I'm <laughs> taking it. <to> <laughs> I would add to that team that we played at the time. I think Damien Fitzhenry, Damien Rick, Shane Rick, Rory O'Connor. There was about five of them sort of made it yeah. through. and all they were, they, were, they were a good team. Dublin actually beat us in the Lens of Final. And then I think Limerick beat them in the, the All Ireland semi final. Because Limerick beat us in the quarterfinal in Turles. And
1: I think can he beat Limerick? Then didn't then the I think think that was it, yeah. I think he could have been it, but But I think Kyle Kyle Hayes is just he's just a phenomenon, isn't he? He Yes, he got a goal last week now. And
2: I tell you, that that, that guy sent a forward
1: that Kyle O'Neill, he's a a fair hurler, That lad, yeah. I I remember seeing him at 10 years of age down his local pitch and he popping balls over from 60 yards left and right. He was just phenomenal at that age even.
2: He's a you, you can
1: see it like you
2: can see it in some lads at 14 years of age. And it's nice to see him come the hallway through and, and produce them. because a lot a lot of guys will tell you now after showing it at 14 more than likely to, to give it up, but don't give it up if they're not coming and properly looked after. Yeah. Through, basically, that's the reason why a lot of them give it up, you
1: know. Like as I said, to get to get nine lads from under fourteen to win in senior medals. That's out of one panel that's that's generally unheard of but they were just they were a really they were a talented bunch but i I I remember we we took them down to waterford for the forest and we we took them down the night before which was frowned upon and we warred i think the parents even paid to stay below we stayed below there under the the road there the Waterford crystal road as i call it um, in I don't know, it's up it? there, yeah. Yeah, the Tomorrow Road is it that one? Um, I'll maybe on a bit from it, but we stayed in some cheap hotel there anyway, and we booked them all in. We got them down to the Friday evening and we had a bite to eat and whatever. And I remember they went up to their rooms and I told Keen Lynch and the lads, I said, Look, if you can sleep, we'll be down here. Give us a show, we'll go for a walk. So, about half 11, I think Keen Lynch rang and said, Joe, we can't sleep. Come on, I says, we'll head off for a walk. So we went off for a walk, and anyway, we for about three quarters of an hour up the road at about half of the team. And we came back, anyway, and we were just sitting down next to it, on Costello, from the day rang, Joe, we can't sleep, for fuck's sake. I said, <laughs> you not all not sleep at the same fucking time. <laughs> so, come on, I says, down we go, and down onto the road again, and Ray Ryan, myself, and Dolphin, Flynn, we were the three selectors. And we were walking the road to him and Ray Ryan turned around to me and he pointed over. We were standing back from, he said, Dim lads will win in All Island. Look at the bond that tonight has created. Now, none of them slept, I'd say. And we didn't perform well in the Forestal. And there was nearly an inquiry back in Nimerick. And I looked oh, at him, do you want to win the Forestal or do you want these lads come through? I said, Do you know? And, and that just bonded them. I think we took we took them down to Wexford. Did we go to Wexford? Oh no, a week ago we took him to Avonry in Wicklow another weekend, and we took him on to Croke Park. And what we were trying to do was show him what, what an inter-county horror. We were trying to mirror it in, in, in ways at a young age that they'd be well looked sure. after. This is what happens, you know, and then bring him to Croke Park. No, we brought him to Croke Park to see the All Island semi-final. And they met up with a half a camogie team out the back, so I don't think too many of them got too many too much of the match.
2: <laughs> well, you have to be have
1: to be involved in the politics of things as well, exactly. So they... <laughs> but they were they were just a phenomenal Apart oh, from numbers, they were just good lads. Yeah, you know, we, good good yeah, people. They're, they're accredited, they to the county now. In fairness to they yeah, are big
2: thing.
0: Joe, will Will Garrod Haggerty be able to recover after the roasting he got from Ian Carty on Sunday?
1: I'd say he'd be okay. I'd say he'd go up with it.
0: <laughs> Let's go 2-1 by a 10-1 man.
1: Just to let you know, Joe, it was the only positive we took out of the game. Jesus, lads, you're fishing. You're the ones <laughs> of <legs were> fishing.
2: <laughs> I, I made a comment. I was doing commentary on Southeast Radio and after the, after the game I made a comment that um, the one good thing about the league for Wexford is it's over. Well, the next day, yes yesterday morning I got more phone calls and I had to go on the radio and explain why I had said these oh, in, in my not only in my
1: mind, but it's in Darry Egan's mind. He was he was happy it was over as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Did, what was that? Like the fella, the boys that were playing a football match were down about 10 goals at halftime, and the boys were, were ready to go in the second half, and your man says, Let's sit down there, take your time. The longer you stay in here, the longer you're in the championship. <laughs> we
2: we played play Dublin in Wexford Park in the first round of the football championship back in 1985. The place was absolutely jammo. And uh, like even the roads, you just couldn't get in or out of Wexford. And we were we were warming up on the pitch and now we're all getting ready for the game and the amount the announcement came out, he said, um the game is going to be put back 15 minutes because of the crowd congestion outside. And one big Dublin lad stands up in his and says, Jay, Jesus, We're going to be in the championship 15 minutes longer than the thought they were going to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, we were actually in the dressing room that, that day and the, the Dublin lads just grabbed ladders off, P&T trucks and got in over the wall. And, and one of them got in and, and fell down through there. Fell down into the dressing room. In on oh, the, yeah. table, the dressing room. And just got up, he got up and pushed himself off and looked for the door and down to the door, then opened back the door and he shouting, on oh, the dubs, and back out
1: he goes. <laughs> that
2: was when I decided I was
1: going to stick with the Harland. Oh jazz, they're so crowd. I mean, There's some characters. The older days were just brilliant. Where I was originally from in West Limerick, Fiona, Fiona would have been my club, but Khalidi would have been a neighbouring club. And there was be war between us, and we'd meet in divisional finals and that. And there was a there was a fella there, Joe Doer, he, he was uh, a traffic warden, he worked for the council and that. But he'd go to all the matches. And geez, I met him there about five or six years ago, and he'd slitters back from the 60s in a bag carrying around. He's that kind of a fella. But yeah. uh, my mother was originally from Khalidi, and we, we were after beating Khalidi in a West final. Next one that gone out of the pitch, the to, to, to dressing rooms were there, on the left, and old dressing room was the first door, the khalidi dressing room was the second door. Next one he opened the door and he looked in at me anyway. And he closed the door. He, he was wrong dressing room. And he opened it up again and he said, he looked in. He said, Well, fuck you, Quaid anyway. He says, You're half a khalidi man anyway. And he close the door in way. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> You'd always have a lad who'd have a remark to say, We, we were, we were, Sammy Walker was on the in 84, actually, with the league semi final, we getting ready for the play of Cork. And Patrick Spark in, in, had these uh, they had lights now, but they were glorified candles, is what they were, you know. And uh, the wives would probably remember him. But uh, Christy used to always get this idea we play backs and forwards. Backs and forwards now, and Tuesday night before we meet, and he came. So he would have picked, and Sammy was only coming back from injury. And he was after he had broke his ankle again, off he was. And he was coming back, he was trying to get himself right for the championship. We were playing these backs and forwards, and at the time, now the full back line he had was Eamon Cleary, Sack Walsh, and Pat Kenny. And it was like they were dangerous even during the match, but even in training, they're fucking dangerous now, you know. But there good all her Cleary won an All Ireland or won a, an All Star back in the, the mid 80s. Jack mm-hmm. Welch for Wexford for about seven or eight years. And Pat Kenny, Pat Kenny would have been captain of Buffers Alley, won the Club All Ireland, but all brilliant turnovers. But Jesus, the worst storm in now, the three even. But the full forward, and Johnny Murphy, were in the middle of the field. So, like, we were going to be poking the ball in. We weren't going to be in the <laughs> around the square. But John Stella Walker, Michael Jordan, and Tom Harrington were the full forward, like. And uh, there was a fog. This is true, now, and Christie was still mad for his backs and forward, but there was a fall down on the, on the night, and, yeah, and Johnny Murphy said to me, put the ball in, high, put the ball in, high. you know, we weren't marking anyone; we were just putting the ball in. Jays we were putting a few balls in, the next minute there was a squeal, and Stella Walker got cut over the eye. And yeah, Christie says to him, go in there drop the ball, stitch it. And he goes, John, John Fleming, you go in there, corner forward. So, grand. another few balls, and Michael Jordan got stirred got caught on the top of the knee and in in you go there in you go they put someone else in full fog now tom harrington went down again he got smacked on the back of the head that was the three full forward angle out. and sammy uh, walker's oil had left and christy says shouts up to sammy sammy will you go in there forward for a few minutes and he goes to hear this voice coming out of the fog i will really me christy you can go in yourself <laughs> <laughs> and all, all we said Johnny Murphy could do was laugh, like uh, Jesse was the gas character. <laughs> but, but the advisor remember the lights in, in, in Patrick's Park. Jesse was dangerous to hurl on him. But fog didn't matter, rain or anything, because he
1: had to have backs and forwards. It <laughs> was the night before you played, anyway. <laughs> that actually <laughs> reminded me. I went playing Shinty, you know, it was in 97, and it was yeah. after I get the belt in the bollocks. So- oh, yeah, yeah, and you went. And I was on the Railway Cup team. Fitzy was in goals. And we won the Railway Cup. And the, the prize for the Railway Cup was to go and represent Ireland over in Scotland at the Shinty. That's right, the Shinty. Yeah. So over we went on that, But a lot of people don't realize this. Like myself and Roy Keane have a lot in common. And I, I, I'll explain why. We were over anyway. And of course, we drank our way over. <laughs> yes, you do. All <laughs> tired. Yeah, and uh, I remember Mike Mack from Clare was managing the team, and he got us up the morning of the match and took us on a bus, took us out to some field and ran us till we all got sick, and back into the bus again and back to bed. So about ten minutes into the match, anyway, Tony, one of the shitty boys pulled in the ball, hit Tony Brown into the Adam's apple. I remember, he couldn't breathe, hardly. he crawled past me, he looked up and he said, I'm never playing that stupid game again. <laughs> so that was fine. And then the match was going on, Davey was inciting goals and he was getting peppered with balls. There was fucking lumps taken out of him with balls hitting him. About 15 minutes to go on, uh, Mike Mack turns around to me and he says, Joe, go in there for Fitzy. I will in me, bollocks, I said. <laughs> I said, I have enough parts of my buddy last. I said, your <laughs> man is bent wherever he is. So, both myself and Ray Keane refused to play for our country on an <laughs> international stage. <laughs>
2: it tell you that shinty was a sore enough game. Oh, man, that's that's a blood spot. Oh, did you? Did you ever see that? You know, you know yourself, the boss on the horrid. Yeah. You <laughs>
1: You're dead right not to play. Oh, I, I could say. I, I think he was getting peppered with it. It was crazy, you no? Know. He, was, he was hit everywhere. And I was only still, I still wasn't right <laughs> after what happened to me earlier in the year. <laughs> And, and on, Mac wanted when me to win. Go on, yeah. Oh, fucking way. I said, not a chance. I said, am I going in there?
0: <laughs> as manager of the Kildare Camogie team, Joe, does your centre-back have an earpiece?
1: He's two. two. We've, been <laughs> dis- we've been disguised as earrings. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Ben, you—you you obviously did not ever hear me on the line. You don't need any fucking earpiece. They can hear me. His earplugs they want when I'm on the line. <laughs> <laughs> the borga had one on the other day, had he? Nah, I'd say he had an ear infection. It was um, it looked like cotton wool. Sure. I couldn't talk. I couldn't see anyone holding with that. No, believe me, I'm hundred percent sure that. Fitz, he put it into a goal easier. I can guarantee you that probably happened. Oh, sure. he, like he would have had it. I think going back, he had a light landed the back at
2: the goal with Mark Fanning back in 2008. Now, now, it didn't do us any good because <laughs> Fipper Air is still best, but uh, he would, like, when, like I suppose there's nothing again I'm sure. There is no, no rule out there
1: to I, say. When I was above with Kildare, the Hullers. there, we used our goalkeeping coach, we had him mic'd up and we just put him behind the goals as much as we could. Yeah. But it, it would be more for him to be giving us feedback than looking than the at other the way. game from that side, not telling the goalie where, what to do or where to go. I, listen, I have fucking 20,000 people behind me telling me what to do. I didn't listen to them. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I, I said, I, I didn't say about Fitzy or, or even yourself. Like, if Tom
2: Ryan or even uh, Fitz Henry, someone asked him to put an earpiece in his ear,
1: you tell him fairly quick where to go. You'll be making That's up your own mind as goalkeeper what you want know, to do with oh, I don't know. Is it going to be of any benefit?
2: I don't think it is. There's no rule again. But I think like, the game of hurling is so fast and everything, you have to make up your own mind. If a lad has to tell you on the sideline where to poke the ball, it's really probably going beyond. you I
1: mean, like, can poke a ball out, lad, exactly where it's supposed to be. If he can't catch it. Yes, he's probably. <laughs> <laughs> just, do you know what I mean? Just know you're going to make him catch that. And
2: yeah, no, I'll agree with you. I think it's probably to a certain degree is probably Now, Fitzy is the kind of lad who would do all of that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. And, he's him. and in fairness, he's loving down in Limerick and you just won't say anything bad about him.
1: No, not but, at yeah. all. Jesus.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 can't, we can't wait for John Kiley to retire so he can come in. <laughs> I'd say it's a
2: job he's looking for waiting for to take over yeah well it's the only one he probably hasn't done at this stage anyway
1: yeah it's true so, yeah no, no we, we'll have all JP's money spent by then there'll be no money left We <laughs> <to. laughs>
2: he'd spend I'd say in I know.
1: <laughs> uh, th- th- to be fair look we're just I didn't think I'd see them win all Ireland in my lifetime. I'd be straight up like you go back to six years ago now. We came out of Nolan Park after a, a half a model performance against Kilkenny. Could yeah. you see him doing anything outside of that? Improving maybe a small bit to know. And look, it's we were talking about small margins there. Margins. If, if Robbie O'Flynn had put the ball over the bar. The day we played Cock in the semi-final instead of passing it in and Nicky Quaid making That's right, coming out and blocking it. The game was over.
2: That's the truth. You know you're dead right now.
1: Oh, small margins. Small margins
2: that that make a big difference. And you that know. is good. And just on, on Davy, I think, you know, he, he could make a big, if he gets that Waterford team behind him, he could not have a big decision on what goes on in Waterford as well. He's going to find it hard to do it, but I think if he does, like the Waterford have big, strong, physical players. But, they don't probably don't score
1: enough goals for the for the really merit, probably winning more than they should win. Like, like. The best way I could describe it is I'm watching the semi-final two years ago, was it? Limerick and Waterford. And I remember th- when the water break was there. And the water mm-hmm. break was called and when dignan was on the telly co-commentating, and he, Jesus Christ, what a great display by Waterford. They're after throwing everything at Limerick. What a display. And I looked up at the corner and I was kind of, if I was alongside him, I'd have tipped him on the shoulder and go, Mikey, they're still a fucking point down. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? Relax smart. smile But I watched it back after and it's such small margins though. Waterford were playing a very similar game to Limerick. There was ball to hand, ball to hand, but they were getting the ball. It was hitting there, but it was just popping out. So I had to yeah. go for another, grabbing it. And... It's only a second, but instead of being able to turn and go and, and, yeah. and play, it, play the next ball and have time, very minute it popped and then no, it would never have hit the ground. It would have just popped the smart a smart bit. They would have gathered it again and they turned and bang, they were hit by someone from Limerick
2: The half second, the half second, giving the
1: chance. Like people are on about, no, no doubt. Paul Connock is a fantastic coach. But yeah. what he has them doing is, he has them doing the basics of the game better and quicker yeah. than anyone else, which is and, uh, striking, I, handling, running off the shoulder, and work rate.
2: Work great is everything, Wiedermann. But, like, Limerick, were always known as a brilliant ground hurling. You can't do ground hurling anymore, but what they've done now is, the broad, four foot off the ground, and it goes yeah. straight into the hand now, and it's, it's like ground hurling or you can't do it's just so quick into the hand and it's done again. But they still have that physical attitude, they still have that, they still have the limerick style hurling them and it's just that it's coming about four foot off the ground. Yes and it's it's comes it's, and, yeah it is and and tipper brought back their own sort of style of hurling as well. That'd be an interesting match as well now Tippin yeah. because in fairness to Kyle he's brought the Tipperary style back so all wrist work quick moving the ball into the full forward line quick Whereas ourselves, we're sort of caught in the middle now. We don't know what, definitely the, type, the high ball, catching the ball is sort of gone. Actually, we don't have the big men to do that anymore. We find that we're so long into alleyways. We're carrying the ball and we're not big enough to take the challenge that the physical Nimricks no, there, there's legs legs legs
1: and, and all they're getting is, it looks like us a small clip. But you get a small clip of a shoulder from a big lead. Yeah. No. no. That's, it's been you, you, might, you might recover from it. And you might go a second time, but when you have to go a third time, <laughs> it's not easy. Like
2: it's not easy, and 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 like most teams now build a wall across our half back line because we're carrying this ball out out of full back line. We're carrying it, and we have to break this tackle, but we're not physically strong enough to break the tackle. Like. And
1: even like you want like- to disrespect me, all you do if I was a, an opposing manager playing ye, and you trying to do that, I'd bring all my forwards out and I'd just put them across the sixty-five. Come on, lads, hit it into us. <laughs>
2: That, that there's too many, there's too many. We say other counties able to read our game now. We, we just need to go back to the more basic style hurling. And to be honest with you, and you said it there. still the basics of the hurling, but it's just that it's done to a different degree. And it's, the ball is all about. It's all about the ball still.
1: There's no yeah, doubt has, about the that. The game hasn't changed. The game hasn't you changed. A little bit of the strike, it catches, run, tackle, and put it between the paws.
2: But we like we are, we are looking for to give too many hand passes and like you just at the breakdown especially if you are getting hit like yours and if you're getting hit by big men you will spill the ball and the minute it's spilled then we, we lose control we're in trouble then it'll that's where your
1: physicality comes in like you've just lads that'll just mop it up move it quick and then like if you are realistically looking at it, any team now going out facing Limerick without a Limerick forward. Hitting a ball at the post, the team could possibly be down facing maybe a 1 6 1 seven deficit. Yeah. Scored by the backs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, without, without a forward hitting the ball.
2: <laughs> well, and that is the truth. And now you right, you could, there let Sunday, Quade picked out. The cornerback the cornerback made a run in fairness, they were sort of playing the four in the backs and the next the three forwards took up their three men but they forgot about number two who was yes. I think he a got the first score. Yeah. and in fairness quaid pinned him out from about 70 yards into the hand into space where he was running into he wasn't there he was running into that yeah. he got and struggled over the mark. as good a point as you will see who had all what you were saying had the skill and had the catch and had the movement and I had the finish and that's what Limerick are very, very good at at the minute. Very good at it now, you know. Uh, I, I could be honest with you, you Now, I, I think they'll be tested maybe with Clare and Tipperary, but I think they'll be tested. I
1: don't think they'll be. You know, they have the, they see, have the background. The thing about it is, and I suppose Kilkenny and they day were the exact same. The every, exact same. Every time you, a team went out against Kilkenny, they brought their A game. And they tested them every day. No. But as well, the same as Limerick, But, like, you give that. Like, Clare did it last. You look at it. Waterford came to the Gaelic grounds last year and tried to take on Limerick. And they blew over the water. Waterford didn't a ball after that. Claire months of final, came out, Gave everything. Just fell gave 110%. Fell away after it. But, like, when you think of it, like... Diarmuid Barnes will hit five points a match. Declan Hanley will hit one or two, and if Kyle Hayes is back there now, he'll either get two or three points, or he could end up getting one, two or three. Yeah. Oh, and and even their fullback line can score, you know, with, with
2: their movement. But it was just the guy I was talking to before the match. He was saying, he was saying, look, what, I don't think there's anyone to tested this year, and it's great, enjoy you while it's there, you know. And I, he said, "Yes, yeah." He said, "The way it's gone now, is there's anyone but Limerick." He says to me, <laughs> to everyone, that's the way they're all thinking. And I says, when the rest of them are thinking that way, my friend, you're always on top. It was this exactly if, you, if lads are saying to you, oh, Jays, I love playing Limerick, that means they're beating you. It's the team that don't like playing Limerick. All it's the it. other teams
1: don't like playing Limerick. Like the match. Was it the court match in the league? There, Someone said that there was booing when Keane Lynch came off and Hecate went down or the other way around, whichever one of them came on and off. And they were saying, oh, that's disgusting, and all this shit. And I goes, come here, lads. Tis long enough they were laughing at us. <laughs> <laughs> I said, we'll take the booing.
2: <laughs> I said, well, I, Kenny did always say, I just love playing, Mike. It was great was a great old crack after the match and all. And then all of a sudden, when you start beating him.
1: Oh, no, you are no crack after the match. <laughs> oh, come here. I was in Croke Park last, when was in July? few Kilkenny people around me, women in particular, yeah. and uh, geez, I thought it was a cracking, it was as good a game of holding as I saw now, and I thought Kilkenny were going to pip us. Yeah, oh, it was a good game, it was It
2: was very small, very very small, and TJ actually had a chance of a point and he went to go for the goal, and yeah. I think there or someone hit him, yeah. the ball went down and Glimmery put it over the bar and I think that put four points in it was it, it Yeah. He thought going mean, for the ball, but he didn't. He hesitated and turned and he was hit. The ball was out down the field, and Limerick scored it, but There wasn't there wasn't a whole lot in and in fairness to Kilkenny. I was there for a while for him, but it the weren't they Dave didn't take it. it. Yeah, they weren't able to take well, it. it, it like, game, if Kilkenny
1: had beaten us, I would have turned around to the Kilkenny people around me, shook their hands and said, Fucking fair play patchy. That was some game. Do you know? Because they were the deserving winners. Well, by God, the bitterness that came out of the women, boy. Ah, oh, the ref was wrong, you were wrong. This, and I said, I said, do you know what, love? I said, I'm going to go down there to the shop and get you a bag of lemons. <laughs> said, for what? I said, do you know what I want, butter. You're bitter enough. Oh, yes, Kilkenny, they not like getting better Oh, Jesus, they were very bad. <laughs> oh, they were. Well, it was a good game of hurling, though. It was a good game of hurling. Absolutely, soap Come here, I just wonder. I thought these lads were running the podcast. They're oh. only sitting down finishing
0: We're yeah, new yeah, news. happy not
1: they're, they're getting soft I, money, lads.
0: i pay for this. Yeah, we figured
1: we figured it good, it's not good, go. not we
0: don't ruin it by jumping in.
1: We could have, uh, we could have done this below in the pub in Wexford,
0: having a few <laughs> and you could have filmed
1: it.
2: <laughs> but George, we're just typical Wexford lads. That's the way we are. We like to give everyone their hand. That's best. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we if we
0: if we end up facing Limerick in a in an All Ireland semi final or final, we'll make sure and bring you down, Joe, and we'll do a live show in a pub, and we can. Thank we God can...
1: We will. An owlard, bring it
0: out.
1: Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dempsey won't go anyway. If it is on an <laughs> I think they've mellowed a bit now. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I actually, I actually I haven't seen him in years now. When I met him last year, we were down with the Camogie at the Kildare Camogie girls. We played Wexford's A team, actually. We played both of them last year, A's and We yeah. played at the end of the league and we played the B's in the championship, but. Tom's daughter, I think, was on the air panel.
2: That's right, Emma. She is, she is on the air panel, yeah. yeah. she
1: done not approach it there. I think she's back now, though. Yeah, I think she was just back last year, I think, after doing it. Now, maybe that yeah. was it now. Yeah, she's good she's Good now. She's a good girl. Yeah. The, um, so I, I hadn't met him in ages. And George George has come down to me now, in where I am, in Maroo Bohar. He came down and gave us a hand with the underage a few times. And sure, we've... Kara Quigley down here married to a neighbour of I, Mark Quigley's daughter down
2: here. Daughter, yeah. Yeah. Yes. George, we, we were going in to play Kilkenny in the 93 or the 92 league semi-final. And George was after being picked on Pat O'Neill. Pat O'Peel, I think he got man of the match in the 92. It was 93 and the 92 All-Ireland. Yes. <laughs> he sent the back and they had picked George to win on him, do a job on him. And at that time, they were, the, they were the only Cusick standards so you're in the Hogan stand. And George come in and he'd seven hurdles. And like I yeah. said to George, Jesus, George gave me enough hurdles. I tell you the truth, he says, I haven't half enough for this left. In fairness to him, he used to have them, power and he used of old balls all over the place. That's the truth. <laughs> Jay George was a tough one. Though. He was he was so mad.
1: I'll never forget it. Wait, it was the 95 goal charity match. And I, I'd, I'd never, I'd never met George before that. And we yeah. were sitting below and the dressing to was the Island champions again, the rest of Ireland. And I was down for the rest of Ireland team. And next the George walks in and I was sitting down just beside the door and I looked up and this, all you could describe him was an Adonis, arrives <laughs> in the door. Huge <laughs> man. <laughs> so that was great. We were getting ready and of course we were finished a bit earlier. In 95, we finished after the Munster final, so we hadn't been doing a whole pile, so I took off the jersey and I thought I was in fucking good nick now, so I did, I took off the shirt and just to put on the jersey, well next with it, O'Connor takes off the top he had on him, I just looked at him and I went, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he half-tanned the oh, and the oh, like, brownies. Yeah. Like a lad that in off the boat. Be no <laughs> <in 12> months. <laughs> oh Jesse was some athlete though. <laughs> we in the community
2: games, I used to come up against George in the hundred meters. And you think you were fast and you start off and you'll be at the fifty meters and George would have finished his arms <laughs> be up at the ball by the tape. <laughs> long jump, high jump, oh Jesse was some athlete. He
1: was uh, I have to say, one of the, the greatest gentlemen of the game I've ever met. Oh, an absolute gentleman.
2: That is the truth. An absolute gentleman, and, and he gave us all like he was a brilliant footballer. Absolutely class footballer, you know. And, and he would have played, would have played a bit with Wakesford. I would have played with him as well. Funny enough, the two was played under 14 hurling and football, minor hurling and football, under 21 hurling and football, and senior hurling and football the whole way up and then we concentrated on the hurling. thank God in the end, but he yeah. was a, just a, a natural, Eugene McGee said that he was one of the best footballers we ever saw Oh Yeah, yeah and Eugene McGee was over awfully at the time, you know but he was a class act. like he used to just be able to hang in the air and he was the same sort of in hurling you know, but he, he was um like he was so brave, he's definitely the bravest hurler ever, because he just no fear whatsoever, but like you were saying, he had the whole the whole Physique as a natural athlete. Now you know how Jesse was, and a lovely guy to go with. Is, is, yeah, it, is it? Is it? true
1: he never hauled
2: after the All Ireland final. He never. No, that was it. Finished. I think finished he, played a, a, he played a
1: football match. I think was it.
2: He played. He played. Played football and in, in, he had a left foot. He, we we played him in in a county final one day and we thought we were going fairly well. And he popped up to this line ball and stuck it over the bar as good as you could see out from the line. And it's not the kind of a thing that you see in intermediate football in Wexford. It was just a class act, and he just walked away from the same as you're doing every day of the week. But he was right. a, a natural, and 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 as you were saying, a
1: complete gentleman to go in. You no, know? uh, no, Sean O'Neill mightn't agree, but <laughs> <laughs> I think he's still trying. I think he's still trying to remove at least the last two inches of the holiday from his rib cage. <laughs>
2: We were we were training down in Make Park back in, I think Robbie Robbie Jacob and then. and Robbie used to go, come on, lad, get to, get to, get to. and myself and George and the two of us, the ball was throwing and the two of us started pulling and the next minute the horses brought and were resting on the ground. <laughs> and uh, Robbie comes up and he says Pull the Tovas apart and said, That's what we want to see, lads. That's what we want to see. And he sent the Tovas Two totally different. Now you have to go to one end of the field and he had to go to the other. But it was like it was like wrestling with a bear, like, and he wouldn't he wouldn't be that type. But by Jace, when he started swinging the hurdle, he was there would be Ash moving up, I have to say. Brilliant. Dad. Ah, he was a good he was a good lad. He was a good lad in the dressing room as well, you know. Uh he, no,
1: great time for him. No, great, great time for him. Tis, tis, bear does
2: um... had a good one in Kerry as well, now Kieran
1: washed that. Some character. <laughs> <laughs> Daisy was
2: some hurler.
0: When I <laughs> worked with him
2: for a while. He will he worked with United Beverages there when I was with him. Yeah. With him and, and uh, John Lahay worked with him at the same time as well, you know. Yeah.
1: Two foot things now at the time with is two serious hurlers, but Carey was something else. Uh the, the day of the famous point inside in the Gaelic Crowns. I, I'll never forget it. We to be fair, myself and Kerry, we used to always sit alongside each other, just inside the door of the dressing room. Because we were smoke. <laughs> so, <laughs> we were scoped, we were scop- before the match and have a fag, and at half time you would go up to the toilets and have a fag. And Kerry come in then, he'd be after bursting his gut, and he'd get sick. Puke, he'd drink water all that old Lucas said sport, and puke. The amount of times I've been playing matches would puke on my boots. And, uh, but I'll never forget that day, we, we were the last two into the dressing room after beating Clare. So let's say 15, 20 minutes after he getting that point. And we walked in, and he, was I got sunstruck the same day. The heat was so hot. wasn't Jay, it was serious. He was wearing rugby studs. And, and the <laughs> ground was rock hard, like. And I remember we went in and then we sat down. We were one of the last few in. boys were up in the shore and pulled out the 20 box of carols. No, he was a good man. To, I mean, the few lads were good to smoke in the dressing room. they wasn't fucking great to buy him, I'll tell you. But, handed him a fag, and Tuva sat down, next when he took off his boots, took off his socks. He had no skin left on the soles of his feet. I mean, none. Yes, he, was a, he was a serious... For how he got and ran 20 minutes earlier, the length to the field, in that situation is beyond me I remember yeah. I remember going up up the steps in, in the Gaelic grounds the showers were upstairs and his hand on my shoulder and he trying to go up and the side on the heels just to get up there was no skin on the soles, soles of his feet it was just he's he's just a freak
2: Free. oh he was oh, he was serious he was something else. he was, oh, he was the, like one of the best there's no doubt about it. that's like
0: I think it tells the that, the, that the game was a bit of a damn squid that uh, we haven't needed to talk about it at all. Which <laughs> <try. laughs>
2: one? Go on Sunday.
0: No, you forgot yeah, about it already, Joe. One on Sunday.
1: That wasn't a game I, at all. I, I, I <laughs> don't, There's only an excuse talk. for Wexford lads to come down in eat chicken hut.
0: If well,
2: there's <laughs> Martin Kiley give me a few cups of tea and a few sandwiches, that was sort of the highlight for me at the day. Because <laughs> I mean, we were treated very well in the grounds now, I have to say. Treated to the uh, best.
1: Come here, is a, the league is a. They need to do something with it. They need to
2: revamp it. You know. They, need to, they need to start playing some of them games before Christmas, like they did before. Because yeah. you had the, the Fitzgibbon Cup. There's so many lads getting injured now. From the end of January up to yeah. February. It's just, it's not right that players have to play that much. It's such a, and you have Fitzgibbon Cup, you have the league starting, then they had a the Welsh Cup.
1: You have, it's just, they're being asked to do too much in such a short space. Know, I, really, I tell you, I have to come Kildare Camogie, above. We've three rounds of the league played in three weekends in a row. So they've three matches in 14 days. Yeah. It's crazy, and if you're beat, we are lucky enough. We're in the semi final next week, so we'll have four matches in twenty one days, right? But if you're beat, you have nothing again for two months. Crazy, you know isn't what it? I mean. And and you're, you're compacting. If someone fucking gets a crack in their finger, and the first day, it's the the really league, it. and it's the same in Holland. Like like you you have no time to recover. It's not a long-term injuries. Like, they're
2: saying they're saying that like it's to give players and give the club more, but you the club is over come the wait, end of September anyway. The fucking
1: club! The, the county <laughs> championships are still played at the same time of the year. No different. And what, what happens is, and
2: like if, if your club happens to get to an All Ireland final, sure you don't have them lads anyway. Yeah. You can take like, it's only one team, one team, three or four players that never played when they're still involved with their club. And even if they go along and they win the club championship, you're not going to have them. The likes of Ballyhale lads haven't gone back to Kilkenny yet. And they played. So I I think they're going to have to do something about playing some of them games before Christmas, like they did before. And just to to try and give the rejuvenate the league because it does need. And the other thing is that one way you would rejuvenate is if you put a serious amount of money there for the the counties to put in the effort for it and then give them the space to do that. That's when I think that the county board will start taking a series then, and they make sure that the county that the basically their own club finals and all have been finished, so they'll have the team ready. I think it's something like that needs to be done for to regenerate the whole league that you put like something there.
1: The split season, but yet uh, they couldn't finish the club championship off in the calendar year.
2: I don't, I don't know. It's a team that's it's a, it's a problem, and so the key here for for hurling and football at the minute. But uh, certainly for the hurling you just they need a bigger gap because too many injuries coming over the team. And, and in fairness to Limerick, like they they have a good panel, so that, like they're able to bring in the likes like Keane or a uh, O'Neill and these guys, yeah. where they give them their chance. Whitford can't afford to do that, so they are playing as many as they can for the train. But they're yeah. just getting injured, and you're missing them now. You're going. To, I still think that we're going to be missing two or three of our big guns come the championship again, Galway.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got Matt. Matt O'Hanlon's a serious ankle injury, is what I've heard. Damien Rex hamstring. Uh, he should be okay because I think it's a light hamstring. D O'Keefe and Mogey are dead legs, so they sh- you'd be hoping they'd be okay. Connor McDonald calf strain. You'd hope that that'd recover. Liam Ryan, on the other hand, a severed ligament, I think, in his finger. That one of the sounds, fingers. Man. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. So, like, even with. Himself and Matt, they're two players that could both fill in at full back and the two of them being gone against two big physical men against a team like Galway, that's that's always going to be a problem problem missing them. Um then hopefully you'd have Ushin Foley returning coming coming back into the panel as well, because he'd be an addition up front. They
2: like most of them got injured playing in this year's league, apart from yeah. Matthew maybe and and uh, and not, Foley. Matthew,
0: yeah. Matthew only came back.
2: And he got injured in, you know. So, like the league, if you haven't got a, a series panel and you have to play your top players, they're just getting too much in the short space of time. Yeah. going to have to do something. About, yeah. I think, I think they, they should do something to re- regenerate the whole thing. As people do travel to look at the matches, first of all.
1: I remember we played. It must have been 95-96 90, league. We played two matches before Christmas. We played clear one week. Tip. The next week, bought in the Gaelic grounds, and there was twenty three and twenty six thousand people at two league matches in October. Yeah. and not only that, if you
2: happen, if you happen to draw the All Ireland final, whoever wins the All Ireland, say you draw Galway or yeah. draw Limerick, you'd get thirty thousand in. It. They they just fill the stadium to come to see it, yeah. and especially after Christmas, because it's the, probably the first or the second game after winning the All Ireland. And a student, I really just starts the whole thing going, but that's where the league needs to start. It needs to go back. I've just seen Martin me had a, an article about it. That that's where it needs to go back to there. Because if you're if you're saying is to give the clubs a chance, but your your clubs are finished playing anyway. The only yeah. team that's not finished playing is the one who's qualified for the for the provincial finals and they, they never played him anyway there's only two or three players off most teams so I, I don't know where they're coming from or why they've they've given it this structure but it's too many games in such a short period and I said there's, there's guys there's, but I like got these are
1: these monster leagues and Welsh Cup and stuff like that like are they have like what benefit have they?
0: they're practice I, matches. Like it, it, they basically completely conceded that the the league is meaningless in in my eyes. In like all the manager interviews after the games are talking about it. Like yeah, we'll we'll, we'll know where we are in April. Yeah. The the coverage of it. There was not one match. Ah, full, full round of league games. Full round of Harlan. No Harlan to be. No live Harlan on TV or or online over the weekend to watch. Apart from deferred coverage of the. The Waterford kilkenny game, and a fo- that's the second time it's happened. That they that's two weeks in a row, and then you go to the Sunday game, and you have to wait through an hour and a half of football before you get thirty minutes of of Harlan. Yeah, so th- there's not even coverage of it. They ba- they basically admitted that it's, well, mean- it's meaningless.
1: I I think it was I and podcast. There, MacLanders hit a very good point. You watch all the coverage that was of rugby over the weekend. Yeah, if you're a young lad. That's what
0: you're watching. Dale wasn't impressed with that point, but yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the cover the coverage and, that rugby got over the weekend. I agree with Landers, but he had a point. <laughs> <laughs> the coverage that that rugby got over the weekend compared to Harland, and there was a full round of Harland fixtures in the league.
2: Yeah, I met, I met a rugby lad on on uh, Paddy's day, and looking at the horses, I met a rugby lad and said, "Jamesy's, he's the only one lad on the on the Ireland team." He said, I know, he says, ever since that limit crowd started winning all-Irelands in Hurland, he says, we've no one on the Ireland. I said, isn't it great? <laughs> but the, <laughs> but that's, that's, that's basically it. You know, the rugby, and you'd have to give them great credit. You'd have to give them great credit and to do what they do, to do very, very well. But in the, we have to try and look after our own sport. And certainly playing the league the way they're playing it is not helping it the Welsh Cups and all this as you as we were saying like this year the final of the Welsh Cup ended up being the first round of the league against Galway as well yeah. two of them are put into the same game which basically makes a joke of the thing anyway yeah something needs to be done because it's well, it's, a, it's a it's a serious joke like it is but, but the people who are sponsoring the league and that like they've been sponsoring it now since what 1992 yeah, yeah.
0: So, haven't Allianz have moved in to sponsor the main championship now as well though i I think I think so. I don't know whether it's in for this year or next year. But as far as I know, Allianz are going to be the new sponsors of the main championship. are they you
1: know, up? Like. they're getting fake eye coverage. <laughs> we we played actually in the league final
2: in the Allianz sponsored year, sponsored, and we we were one of the first teams to wear spons- sponsorship across the front of our jerseys, and the sponsorship we were wearing was Bookla. Remember that non-alcoholic drink <laughs> that was, just, I don't think there was anyone on the team didn't drink it, and we were all wearing. this, put that. That was the first. That was 1992,
1: and um, we, we, we we were we, sponsored. Weed we Madden's Milk. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: but the, I think Allianz. That was the first year that they sponsored it, and when days we were looked after to the best. Even though we got back in the league final again, just we were looked after quite well. <laughs> But they're, they're with him a long, long time. I think the game should be showed more respect than it is at the minute. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And the only way to do that is trying to do something about the fixtures the way that happen. Yeah.
0: Lord O'Connor as a sweeper, Billy. What are, what are your thoughts?
2: He'll win you a lot of freeze if you're playing Limerick because, in fairness <laughs> to the chap, he'll really try, he, he try and go and he's doing what he's asked to do, break the tackle. Him. But unfortunately, every time he got the ball, he went down the middle one time and Declan Hannon opened him up. And, you know, he. he the only thing that you could say was maybe they were playing him there because they didn't want to get him injured. But if it another half an hour and he would have been injured because he just when he does get the ball he carries it very well. But Limerick just don't let you by just physically. Neither do Clare. The physical teams won't let you come out the defence carrying the ball. You just have to take that of, and and the only way to do that put it in over the top of him. But uh, it's nice to see him back. He's a he's a good serious hurler and. Wexford certainly need him but for us to have any chance in in Leinster we need him in the in the inside forward lane, not yeah. out in the back lane, that's for sure
0: He'd only be useful as a sweeper if he was able to hit the ball into himself in the, <laughs> in yes, the yeah.
2: And line. if there's a good but he's not that good, there's only a few were able to do that, That right Joe? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they're, they're the players at the edge of the square or in goals
2: <laughs> that's, but he, that, that's where he needs to be he's a good finisher, if you're a good finisher he won't finish a whole line in your half back line or in your full forward full back line either, you know. No, and and I think if we if we have to do anything in this, we're gonna to have to score goals and we're just not scoring goals. I think we scored three goals in the league this year. In the league. Five games to score well, look, three goals.
1: Was, if was if you're not if you're not scoring goals, you need to be like Limerick and you need to be hitting top to three or four points. <laughs> Our average point in the league this year is fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen.
2: You're you're basically seventeen points off what you need to be hitting. What you need to be hitting. Like for the for to get anywhere in the championship now, I think I think the stats would have came from either Cork or Limited or someone. You have to be getting over twenty nine points. Yeah, for meet. and you're not even sure of winning at that stage. Look, we, look at
1: the All final last year. Kikini scored the biggest total ever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's, and that's that's the way it's gone you have to hit that margin that margin upper, at the upper end of 26 points are up for to stand any chance of winning the a championship match this year that's that's the way it's going to be and,
1: and that's we, why I think if the likes of if Wexford go defensive if Waterford go defensive they're not nothing they're going to be eaten up like you're already given
2: more or less given up the fight you have mm-hmm. to go the best that's certainly for us or for any team that is trying to make a mark the best means of defence is to attack, certainly in our end. In our, and the only way to attack is make sure and put the ball down when it's clo- when in the danger area of the opposition, which is in the full forward. Yeah, what
1: yeah. I can't understand really is, right, in the last couple of years, they've left, like said, the Barry Nashes, the Declan Hannan's, and everyone loose yeah, to, deliver, just... to deliver ball into probably the best full forward line in the country. Not only that, the way they... The way the way, way Limerick creates space for the full
2: forward lane. Yeah. Yeah, be and be you have to say it's a nightmare to be cornerback on any team playing against Limerick, the way that they create space they leave about 40 yards between their half forward line and their full forward line. Which is that if you're a full forward, the ball is coming in loss, Or I mean, that's what you want. But we don't we crowd it. We don't give enough space and we have two forwards in there. No, so we just have to we have to start attacking the teams a bit more than we are. If we're going to have any any chance. And funny enough, that's the way we went again. Kilkenny last year. You know, we went down. And you have to go at Kilkenny because they, they still have their traditional title now. They do use the short cookout on that time, but more often than not, it'll go into that full forward line, it'll go into on call, it'll with this training at the start the hurdle pretty well. It'll go in on top of DJ when they're really stuck for someone to win the ball in yeah. or DJ, when they're really stuck for someone. And we we don't do that. And we're gonna to have to try and be more direct the way, the way we are. Other teams know now how to play, but we, we're still looking for a way to play.
1: you have to shoot off. I hope that's okay.
0: Thanks, man. See in all Ireland, Joe.
1: <laughs> I I I sincerely hope you get there or get up about. And if you if you want, lads, I'll call down some night and we'll uh an old We'll have we'll have an old point. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Thanks for the invite, lads.
0: So to try and um, to try look for positives, Billy. Like, we know there's performances in that Wexford team. They showed it against Kilkenny last year. They've shown that they can bounce back and it probably is reliant on the numbers of players that we're going to have available to us come Championship, come going to Pierce Stadium to play Galway in in April. (laughs) Where's the positives? Tell me.
2: yeah. Positive is that when when we really, really put... The one thing that, that sort of is that Sometimes, and maybe after the drama with me, they went out to prove. But sometimes, you know, it goes beyond. It's great to prove someone wrong in one game, but you have to put four or five games together. That's, and consistency. that's, that's where you prove to someone how good you are. You have to be consistent the way we are. And last year, like, we made... A, you have to call a spade a spade. We made too many mistakes in our full back line, or goalkeeper and effort to really... Like, we should have been in the Leinster final last year. And we could have won Leinster if we win in the Leinster final because we would have been playing, basically, Kilkenny. So, yeah. you know, you can't, you can't say that we have having a good chance of winning the Leinster final this year if we have everyone back. And if we play more direct. Like, we did again Kilkenny last year when we needed... When you needed to go at a team. But we still we're going out at the minute and we're waiting for teams to come at us. You cannot afford to let a limerick or a Clark or a Clare or a Galway or a Kilkenny come at you. Even last year we found out you can't let a Westmead come at you. You know, you, you have to, we give, we give Westmead and in fairness to them and Clare or another team and off are coming back but you have to be ruthless and we we don't be ruthless with any team. If we, if we win a game it's going to be about two or three points. We never put a team away no matter what team it is. Be it Antrim and I think Antrim will pause a fair threat to us if we don't get a result in Galway straight away you're coming in to play Antrim Antrim will be coming down in their mind thinking if we have have any chance here we need to be turning over Wexford in their own backyard and we as I said to you we don't go out to really but the way we play we don't
0: we we leave teams in it and once a team is in it come the last 10 minutes anything can happen
2: And anything as as was proved in Westmead Anything can happen. So we need if we are going out against these teams, we just need to go out and from the word go. Like we did, like we can do. And that that's the like last we say last week against Cork, we were playing very direct hurling. We had good full back, we had Damien as center back, very strong up the middle. We had Chin. we had Connor Mac, we had two corner forwards in Mighty E. Dwyer and and uh Rory Higgins Whitehop played very well again Cork at but we're playing direct great ball into the corners, into them three-man full forward line. And the next minute we have one or two injuries, the whole thing goes very defensive and we're in trouble. And you know, once we go defensive, we don't have too many big backs for to be able to let teams come at us anymore. We just can't afford it. And the, the way the game has gone now, you, you, if you spill any sort of a ball in around them is that's the zone that we're we're getting caught on most, that we win possession in it but we're still not able to deliver it. We more than likely spill the ball or we hand pass the ball incorrectly and it's straight back and, and it's back down our end of the field. In the, in the positive end of it, the only positive I can see is if we get our big players back, I think it could have a serious bearing on the Leinster, the Leinster Championship. I, I think Munster Hurling Harlan is, is, is a good bit ahead of us at the minute. Though.
0: Yeah, I don't like, I, I, I hate agreeing with that, but it, it's, it's probably, it's hard to argue with it at the moment, but uh, with the Wexford with the extra team and Dara with all the injuries he has got a chance a lot more players have got exposure to the league exposure to how Hoffa can be and the teams are going to come up against which they mightn't have if we had everyone available to us and you know they're not going to be the key players once we have everyone they're not going to be the key players yet so like they've, they've time you know just getting the extra minutes the extra experience but like there's surely a fear Coming, in, coming into any of the games of, of injuries now at this stage, of injuries to more key players and what it does to us.
2: But well, when I saw Rory get the bang, I have to be honest now, when Hannon and, and he did, he took him out but that's that's what good teams do. They're just ruthless. They have to do what had to be done. And he was down for two minutes. They said, this, we could be in trouble if this man is gone now as well. I mean, you you, you put it this way: if you if you're without Conor McDonald or without Rory O'Connor, there's two, I mean, next minute. Nemo McGovern is a trick that you mightn't have him either. And then Dio Keefe. Like we're we're very, very limited. Now, no, I will say that I think Young Foley, in fairness to him, I thought he'd done a good job on Seamus Flanagan last week, he'd hold him to a point. Done a good marking job. I thought Shane Rick done a very good marking job on Alan Gallant. I know he scored what he scored one four or something, but one the goal shouldn't have been really a goal. And then I thought Ian Carty, man to man, done a good job on Higarty. The rest of our midfielders, our backs, don't mark anyone. They're just marking, basically, areas. They're not marking a man. And the Game of hurling is still about making sure that the forward doesn't score. We just give too much space to other forwards, and we leave too much of a space between our, our full back line and our half back line for our full 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 back, full back line to be exposed. But if you have the, the few players that we're talking about fit and go, but... The other thing about the league is, right, we found Young Higgins, Grand. I think Foley was a find. You know, we, we found that two or three that we needed to find. Ian Carty is a find. These lads all performed at underage. Like Foley, what, is he 20 years of age still? Still on the under-20 team, I yeah, think. Yeah, 20, 20. You know, you, have, you found these three or four players. But the thing about the league is when you get the beatings we've been beaten. confidence is a big thing as well. And the confidence we have going into the championship would worry you. Yeah. the beatings that we've got. in you know, order they were you know, our average beating is been ten or eleven points, you know, apart from Clark, where we still, we probably should have won the game. But once Matthew that went off, we we, we found it very, very hard for to win any high ball going in going in on our defensive end of it. And eventually Clark ended up getting getting the goal out with the turn of the game. They actually they won three high balls and they created havoc for the goal that they got as regards a high ball going in. So if we, had got, if we haven't got a big man on the edge of the square, we're in trouble. And that's why I say, in fairness to Foley, he's 6-1 he or 2. I know he's 20, but he has a stature of a, of a man who can stand in front of a high ball company. The confidence that you would have got in the league this year wouldn't have been a great help to any younger players coming through. And it's very, very hard to turn around what's happened to us over the last four weeks and turn it around over the next four weeks to take on a Galway team or a Dublin team that you are going to have to get a result in one of them games to bring you into a of final. And that's that's your worry probably coming into it. But if you get them back great and you have them all, I still say that we would have you'd have you stand a good chance yeah. of beating the Lens of Final, maybe even with it.
0: And as well, the the other positive and it'll nice segue into the, the next segment, but it's some of the players that have been in the panel for a year or two years. Have stood up with big performances in the league, even when things have been going against us. Like Charlie McGookin has had some very strong performances; he got our hurler of the week one week. Uh, Connor Hearn has had co- some strong performances; he's got hurler of the week one week. So it's another positive. And, and on that, Billy, we we'll, we we'll get you to to pick the the hurler of the week for for the match on Sunday. Now it's time to pick the Harlow of the Week sponsored by Boland's Wexford Ford, the official Ford dealership located in Wexford Ferry or Ferrybank, Wexford. Number one for new and used cars in Ireland. Boland's currently have a reduced car price promotion with a price drop on used cars, so make sure and drop in and check that out. So, Billy, from the weekend's game, who would you, who would have been your standout players and who would you select as Harler of the Week?
2: I think we had, you know, probably limited in, in our standout players regards the fours because of the way we, we set up but it, like you're always looking for Lee King to perform very well Rory performed I thought Charlie McGuckley wins a lot of ball but he's getting closed down because of how condensed the area is that he's playing in but he'll give you everything I thought Ian Cardi performed well but same with Shane Shane Rick a cornerback but if I was i give it to the man who's 20 years of age and was on Seamus Fanning and held him to a point and that'd be Conor Foley
0: very good congratulations to Conor Foley on that I'd be hope I, I'd rate him a lot now, but I'd be hoping he stays with the under-20s for the year. That'd be my thoughts.
2: I think I think he probably will. He actually they played Cork the week before there, um, just before the Cork game. I heard him very well, actually. I think Cork won by three points maybe in the end. Now, again, the only worry of that is, is that we didn't hit the back of the net. You know, and now I know they're missing one or two. But they're still put up a fine performance, and and in fairness to, to the guys over in the backroom team that, you know, they are they are they are having them coming fairly well. Like, I think that the the under twenties will do well, and that's why I'd like to see probably Connor stay with him. But they might have to use him. you know, if we haven't got these lads fit, they probably might have to use them come the championship at the senior level. I think it, in like Keith Russell I, I was impressed the way we played. Now you would, we made, I think they had thirteen wides on the day as well, you know. But they did play well that under 20 team. So you'd like to think maybe that possibly, that they might be able to do something this year and in, in the Leicester Championship as well.
0: You hope so, but I do think they'd need everybody.
2: But you did you did point out there Connor Hearn. I, I think Connor Hearn picks up a lot of ball in that area and he uses it very well. And if he has the likes of Lee Moog in around him and Lee Chin there and Rory, I, I think Connor will give you something. And he was a fine minor and under 20 hurler. He, he does, he picks up a lot of ball, covers a lot of ground. And I think that end of the field he would it's a plus for us to have him because I think there's still a lot more hurling to come out. We have as I say, when when we come together, even Carl Dunbar showed glimpses of what he can do when he goes running at defenders there on, on Sunday. But we're just not all gelling, and it's very, very hard for everyone to gel when you're missing so many. I I, I still think that our big area where we need to improve a lot is our our six packs We just need to be a little bit tired and not giving away so many scores.
0: Thank you very much, Billy, for joining us again. Yeah, thanks, Billy. Billy. Thanks, there. Patrick O'Halloran trying to buy himself a bit of space. A point from a Unfortunately, Shane Tompkins couldn't make it. I assume you've seen Why Gary? No, I haven't been. Well, you know that little bit of a little bit of a Ronnie that Shane has been trying to cultivate lately. Yeah, yeah. His inspiration is Billy Byrne, of course. Well, he feels it's not adequate enough just yet to talk to Billy, but once oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'd be fairly intimidating to be to be on with Billy Byrne when his is the way it is so the best of luck with Shane with that thanks to everyone for listening thanks to the Enniscordi Credit Union take care most importantly I'd like to thank you the people of Wexford who stuck with us to take a take Wexford